unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, for today's episode, we want to welcome a very special guest. Her name is Coco, which I think is just the cutest name, first Thanks. of all. Is it a nickname? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Mimi is a nickname. I like, jealous. I had to make up my own Wait, name. Wait, oh. what's your real name? And cut to intro. I've known her for two years and I don't know her name. <laughs> Wait, what's your name? <laughs> what the... Anyway, Coco is here, and tell us like a little bit about yourself, where you're from. So I'm Coco, I'm from Germany, born and raised in Germany, and I was just baptized in May 2017, Yay. and I'm a recent convert. Hey, where'd you join? Did you join here or in Germany? Uh, believe it or not, I joined in Las Vegas. That's a great place to join the church. <laughs> they need it. Well, <laughs> well they, they do bad stuff in Vegas. <laughs> We're not going to, like, pretend that they don't. We have a temple in Las Vegas. We have a lot of members in Las Vegas. So, Coco, um, okay, so you joined pretty recently. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Was that an exhilarating, fun time, or? Oh, it was mind-blowing. So, I am originally from Germany, like I said. My background is a little bit darker than uh, people would hope for. So, I'm actually a survivor of human trafficking. I um, survived trafficking by my own family. I was actually trafficked by my mother for 15 years, and I escaped at the age of 15. And um, it's a long story, but just to get started, how I ended up in Vegas. Um, when I was 21, I decided I want to travel the world. I moved to New York, then I moved to Vegas. Um, then I was a tourist in Salt Lake City, was on Temple Square, and I felt home. And that's pretty much like the big breakdown of the story. Huh. Wow, that is... A crazy story. And so when you were in Salt Lake, that's when you started learning about the church. Exactly. So I was here for four days. It was in February um, to 2017. Yeah. So it's nearly two years. Anniversary is coming up. And so what I was doing in the United States, I was an au pair. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard about it. So what you do, you live with house families, take care of their kids, do some college credits. So, and I attended a, um au pair weekend class in Salt Lake City where you can do all the credits that you need. We just did like tourist stuff and sightseeing and we ended up on Sunday uh, on Temple Square just to listen to the choir and we never talked about the church, so nothing was church related. Was the family LDS that you were seeing? No, they were atheists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, so nothing was ever religious and I never heard about the church before February um, 2017. But I remember when we were walking um, on Temple Square after we were listening to the choir, I started to have chills. I started crying. Um, I was just like, what's going on? Do I need a psychiatrist? Something is going on with me. <laughs> um, and then it just started to feel like somebody's pouring like warm water over my head and it just started to flow. And I was like, something is really wrong with me. And then I kept having that voice in my head over and over, you're home. And I mean, that was such an off feeling because I've never experienced that home feeling. Um, when I was a child, we moved at least once a year. That's like one of the tactics of traffickers to keep um, victims disorientated or um, to have not the opportunity to build support systems for the victims so they could go and talk to a teacher, for example. Anyway, so I've been to 16 different schools, I've, all the many places and never felt like home. And all of a sudden I was in a place I've never heard of before, uh, didn't know Utah, I didn't hear about the church and then 
I was like, you're home. I was like, all right, that's weird. And then there were two sister missionaries who came up to me and they're like, hey, can we talk to you? And I was like, sure, what's up? And they're like, can we have your number? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then they tried to give me that book and I thought it was just super weird and I left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> happens. Sorry. <laughs> Um, however, on the next day, we had a class with our teacher, and it was American history, and she made everybody ball in that class. Uh, and Wait, so we why just because she was so passionate. We oh, like looked okay. at everyone like we got. I didn't know she was like a really hard teacher, and everyone would no, just cry. No, no, we were so touching. We like. Let me tell you about the cotton gin. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, she was so passionate about talking about Minutemen, believe it or not, okay. and we were all like, we got to study history. It's the thing. So after the class, my friends were like, okay, let's uh, let's go talk to her. And I was like, I'd rather go I eat lunch before the line is getting too long. Can we just go? <laughs> like, why do I want to talk to that blunt-eyed, bleached teeth, pink purse lady? Not being judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so they forced me down and I started talking to her. She was so nice and she looked at me. She's like, can we connect on Facebook? And I was like, sure, whatever. And that was the last day. And then I drove back to Vegas. And after a week, I talked to my friend. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why, but I feel so um, impressed to text her. And just thank you for that class. Because after that class, I felt so like impressed to write a book. Um, so I started writing her. And I was like, hey, thanks so much for that class. It was really, really um, inspiring, et cetera, et cetera. And like a long story started and we started to create like a friendship over weeks and I started telling her a little bit about um, what I experienced on Temple Square and so she kind of became my spiritual mom and she planted the seeds uh, one by one and so after a few weeks my attorney actually from Germany called me and he's like hey Coco can you sit down and I was like that's not a good sign um, so a lot of things in my early childhood infant life they're still not clear so he called me, he's like, well, we found out that you've been in an infinite, uh, an orphanage in, in Bulgaria as an infant. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because we know my mom is my mom, blah, blah, blah. It's a long story. So I needed to talk to someone on that day. And I didn't want to talk to my friends. They're all immature. So I called that lady. Um, I needed a grown-up in my life in that moment. So I called her, I told her, and she started crying. I was like, why are you crying? This is my drama. She's like, no, you don't understand. And I was like, what? She's like, I served my mission in Bulgaria. And I was like, that's odd. And she's like, well, no, do you know what time? I was like, no. So I was born uh, in 93 in December. She's like, I served from 92 to 94. And in that time, she's been to the orphanages and played with the kids. Long story short, we found out that she helped me as a baby. And um, I hang up and I called the missionaries. I was like, I need the lessons. <sighs> And if you start crying. Oh my goodness. So yeah, a few weeks later I was baptized and here I am. Okay, I'm still shook. I can't. Like that is yeah. crazy. It is. That you found each other and what? that figured that oh, out. And you know, like for me it's like I realized I had the gospel blessing my entire life. And yeah. it was like going through all the things I had to go through. However, I found back and now I realize and I understand why I felt so home once I entered Temple Square. Wow. Yeah. And it just makes me realize how aware God is of each and every single one of his children. Even before you were a member of the church, he yeah. was aware of you and your situation. Um, but I know you dealt with some really, really hard things in your past, in your childhood, um, that I mean, I would, I imagine are really difficult and you might 
like think back on them with anger? How do you look back and accept what happened to you, knowing what you know now? You know, that was a, like a long progress. I'm, I'm human, so like when things like this happen to you, and human trafficking is torture. So, um, I first had to learn what happened to me was not normal. Um, especially if you're born into trafficking, you think it's normal, and you have to come to realize this is not normal. And then I ran away, um, and I made it miraculously on my own. And especially since I have the gospel, I understand that we're all here to learn and progress and become more like our Savior, right? So we all have our packages. And people sometimes when I tell my story, like, oh, I feel so bad, even complaining now about my little problems. I honestly don't believe in comparing uh my package to another package or your package to my package because your worst is your worst and my worst is my worst but however um when I get come to like hard times I always try to like think of things that help me and you know like the little parable of the gardener in the bush and the bush like grew into like this beautiful tree and all of a sudden the gardener just cut him down and the bush like why did you cut me down I had all those fruits and um I might be wrong with my summary, so don't quote me on that. Um, but and the gardener said, you know, I didn't intend you to be an olive tree. I didn't. I wanted you to become some so much more. And so I look at my trials and and the purpose in my life, and I'm like, what love must that be that God loves us so much that He would even cut us? That you know, when we like experience mortal love, we um, want to comfort each other. We want to make everyone comfortable. But to allow someone to go through hard times because you can see what the growth is in that um, path or trial, that's just something I'm grateful for. And, um, you know, we all want to be like the Savior, and he felt it all. So I'm not angry, and I'm not I'm not sad. And don't get me wrong, what happened to me it's, was not okay, and it should never happen to anyone. That's why I'm sharing uh, my story to uh, educate people. But the lesson is, if I don't forgive or just let go, it will just cling on me and I will just be angry all the time. And I forgive in the sense not that it was okay what happened to me, but it has no power over my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So That's so powerful. During that period mm-hmm. from, you know, being your baby to 15, mm-hmm. um, did you ever feel like there was a God or anything like that? Did it ever cross your mind or? You know, like as a child, um, you try to cling on things that keep, make you like feel hope or something. And for me, I found that in, in music where I found God, I think. I didn't name it God, but I've, I that's where I felt something better or greater than the life I, I knew. And this is like the cheesy part of my story. Uh, since I'm four years old, I listen to Celine Dion. And oh, I love Celine. And so, like, since I'm a little child, I imagine every time something bad happened to me, like how she would be my mom and how, like, my life would be better. Or when bad things happened, I escaped in my mind and lyrics and the music, and it made me feel okay. And so over during my childhood, I came up with um, the <clears> idea there's something bigger than we are, and but I don't have to say it, and I don't have to give it a name, and I don't have to go to a church building to prove it to someone. It's something inside of me. So that's like what I believed in while I was growing up. 
but now I know better. So people who have, who have gone through this or who even um, maybe not been trafficked but have been raped or assaulted afterward could feel, you know, very dirty or, or, yeah. or worthless and things like that. Um, was there a point in time in which you felt that way? I absolutely did. And I want to say to anyone who was affected by sexual harassment, rape, trafficking, um, it's not your fault. Um, none of what happened, nothing of what happened to you is your fault. Um, it doesn't define you. Um, your worth is beyond measure and it doesn't change anything in your worth. There are people out there who unfortunately still don't understand the difference of something was done upon you um, and it's it wasn't your choice. Um, understand that those people, they they don't mean bad. There are people who can cope with the fact that those bad things happen in the world. So it's easier for them to say, oh, it doesn't happen or she did choose this or he chose, chose that. Um, it's an easier way to cope, but it's not your fault. It, and it doesn't change your worth. Um, we are all children of God. And it doesn't matter what you, what happened to you, what you've been through. And um, you're as much loved as I am or she is or he is. And nothing will ever change that. Let's say someone wants to help or, or someone might be in, might be in the situation those things it sounds like they might be in it what are the signs of sex trafficking okay so the signs are really complex and very so but there are some simple signs you could think of um child trafficking is different than ad adult trafficking so it's easier to define adult trafficking for the most part what happens with um adults who are being trafficked is that um traffickers or pimps um, they look for really vulnerable people, runaways, drug addicts, home, homeless people, um, all those people who are likely to become dependent. And then they will lure those people for weeks and weeks and they will tell them how much they love them. They will give them expensive things. They will take them out. And the other person, that victim, at some point will believe, well, there's no one out in this world who loves me more than this person. And at one point, the trafficker will say, well, you know, got to go out and make my money. And if they say no, then um, they're in trouble. So they will be tortured. Torture methods are rape, gang rape, confinement, amputation of body parts, uh, forced drug use, shame, et cetera, et cetera. And so I describe it as, you know, those women who are unable to leave a husband who beats them, right? They're emotionally so dependent uh, that they they just can't. And I experience it. You can. You. It's so hard to realize that this is not love, um, especially if you never experience any love. So if you see someone or know someone who all of a sudden has a lot of expensive things, um, is really tied, starts to f seem really anxious and scared, um, approach them. There's never enough to just ask. Like, I always say, rather a little bit more than one time too little. Um, and I rather bug people. It's like, are you okay? Is everything fine? Than regretting one time I didn't ask and something happened. With child trafficking, it's really complex. For me, uh, I grew up, I was born into it, so I never knew the difference of what is really normal and what is not normal. 
And we moved so much that I was, like I said, in 16 different schools and I never was able to establish any meaningful relationships to friends or teachers. So I never had a close bond to anyone who would notice anything. And if they noticed something, they would have not said anything because they say, well, I don't know that family enough and they seem okay. And But if you have a feeling, listen to it. You have that feeling for a reason. But yeah, I would always say, Ask one time too much, then one time too little. And if we just, is there an organization that you support that we could donate money or time into helping people get out of the situation? Yeah, there, there are countless that I really like and support. There's, uh, we all know of Operation Underground Railroad. Um, I like the work they do. There's also that I just recently came to know um, Backyard Broadcast. They work a little more privately um, in order to get the things done that need to be done. I was um, just spoke recently to Representative um, Angela Romero, who implemented two new legislations in on behalf of human trafficking survivors and victims. Um, so there's many things that are happening, especially right now. The word is getting out more. But if you want to do something, you don't have to invest money right away. The thing you can do that will have so much power is educate yourself about human trafficking. Once you know the signs, you will look for them, then you'll understand and you'll be able to call and not look away. So I don't know if there are people in your situation who are watching right now or are in a similar situation. What advice would you give to someone? That's a really hard question. Um, if you are a victim of human trafficking or any abusive um, situation, first, you need to understand what happens to you is not okay. And it's okay to say no, and it's okay to try to get away. But that's something that you have to build within you. Once you like understand and want to get away, um, just understand there's help out. Um, there are people who understand. I understand there are many survivors. I speak with many and they have awesome stories. And there are many, many, many resources. So there's a actually a national hotline for the U.S. Um, maybe we can blink it in where you could call. There's also a number you can text um, if you need help. And we have to realize as a society, we have more slaves today than ever before in history. And so it's important to educate everyone. So um, if you're out there, and if you're a victim, know that there is help, there's hope, and there's happiness. And um, I, I know it because I survived um, one of the worst things you could po probably go through. And I'm happy and I'm, I made it and um, it's, it's worth it to try. Well, Coco, thank you for coming on this show. Thanks this for having is, me. This is uh, an episode that's very impactful and we learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm also a little shooketh, but... Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I admire um, that you're so vocal about this Thanks. and that you're, you know, you're willing to be vulnerable to help other people. Um, and so, yeah, we're just very happy to be here. Thanks, Devin. Yeah. Plus, she's just gorgeous. So do you want your Instagram in the description? Yeah. Follow her. Okay, she's gorgeous and amazing and writing a book, right? Yes. So keep in touch with her. She's going places. Thanks. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And also you can if, leave a comment below. You can follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Be sure to subscribe to our show and share this video. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.